Yo, yo, what's up, brother Matt? What's good, brother Cam? You know, we just chilling. Chilling. Dude, one on the block is Oregon is on fire and you are chilling. Wow. Yeah, basically it is like everywhere. It's dude. Kind of crazy. Like orange kind of skies, straight up red skies in some places. Um but yeah, we chilling. We try not to stress about those things. It's crazy. Know. Well, I'm glad you're trying not to stress about those things. Now, I told the month of September as it was rolling around, for those who follow me, on my Instagram, I said, now September, the whole rest, the whole year so far has been acting a fool. I need you to get it together. September looked at me and just <laughs> kind of smirked and was like, I will see. Flames, <laughs> fire everywhere. <laughs> September is half its way. September. It absolutely is. is. For sure. God said, now I told y'all to wear them masks. Now you ain't going to listen, huh? All right. Bet. <laughs> I, have a, I have a weird theory about this. Really, the fires are happening um, so that people evacuate the West Coast. And then that mega quake that's way overdue is going to happen. So really, it's leading us to safety. Oh, <laughs> shit. That's, what? that's the theory that I just made that up. But <laughs> you just made that up, but that is a killer theory. You gotta have hope, bro. Like what? the state gets everyone gets evacuated and the mega quick hits and really it saves people's lives. Dude, I was just talking to somebody <laughs> about the mega quake and how it's supposed to happen. Like it's like what 60 years overdue? Yeah. Something like that. My gosh. Whew. But, Could you imagine if that was to be what came in <laughs> October? But everyone evacuated. So Very true. Maybe I just just got to hold well on saved. to that hope. Like that's that's what you can't do in these situations, you know. Keep hoping, hope for the best. But oh California is on fire too, though, right? <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah. Certain parts of California are on fire. I haven't yeah. seen much of anything down here in LA. But in certain areas of the valley in Southern California, as well as in the Central Valley, like near Stockton, Modesto, Manteca, Turlock, Papson area, there yeah. are some fires. Um, it's crazy, dude. Um, yeah. I had actually planned to go take a trip up that way to go visit some friends in Southern Oregon. Hmm. But literally, um, Phoenix and Talent, which are two small towns next to Ashland, which is where I... I went to school at, or we went to school at, um, literally had burned to the ground. Yeah. It's they're crazy. Like, they're like gone. It yeah. seems like it's crazy. Yeah, it's so crazy, dude. Yeah. It is good, though, that like Facebook has that thing that like notifies you. Like, yeah. are your friends safe? Like, I kind of appreciate that. I'm not going to lie. Shout out to Facebook. <laughs> Shout out to Facebook. Although you guys steal our information, <laughs> you let us know if our people are safe, which I appreciate. Which I do appreciate. At the Absolutely. expense of my information being stolen, I guess that's yeah, that's the sacrifice. The you know yes. what I mean? It's it's, it's a sacrifice. <laughs> oh, Facebook, good old intrusive Facebook. <laughs> well, I mean, not technically, because they let us know, like, hey, we're gonna sell your stuff and tell people all about you. When we first signed yeah. up, you know, all the information that we just say we read, but we didn't really read. Yeah, it's like, sign this contract, and it's like 50 pages, and you just have to accept it because, or else you can't use the app. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I don't want to miss out on funny videos and memes with my friends. Yeah, it's crazy. 
you got to click accept even no one ever reads those super long contracts and who knows what's in there that's really knows (laughs) you could be selling you could be selling your soul but you just signed it because i wanted to use facebook or use this app you know who knows by page three it really says by clicking i agree to these terms and conditions you are allowing us to go into the local hospital and use your blood for research purposes <laughs> but you're allowing, really us, you're allowing us to genetically mutate you into another clone <laughs> right there will be five to 15 clones of yourself committing atrocities across the world and you may or may not be arrested for it <laughs> and your clones may live as you oh my god, god. <laughs> I was reading this thing. I don't even know. It's probably not even true. But apparently there's like, maybe there's like four people in the world who look like you. Yeah. Or something like that. I don't know. I just saw it on Instagram. I don't even know if it's true. But I thought it was, that'd be weird. (laughs) You know what? I don't know if it's four, but I've definitely come across mine. My doppelganger lives in the UK. He literally looks exactly like me. The only thing is, is that his eyebrows are more intense than mine. Until yeah. his face looks a little more serious, but he looks very much like me. And hey. it's a little creepy. Post a link. Post a link. We'll have to uh. post a link in the in the subscri- in the description of Black Glue this week. Post the link of your doppelganger. Oh yes. <laughs> that should I be will. a D- that should be a DM challenge on Instagram. DM us your doppelganger. Your doppelganger. <laughs> DM us your doppelganger, everybody. All right. I'm gonna go ahead and post my doppelganger after we post this episode. And uh, you'll see. <laughs> Cam, have you ever seen anybody that looks exactly like you or like a little too close? And it kind no, of you off? never. Not at all. Well, you don't want to. That's it's all. creepy. Yeah, I bet. I think to myself, what are you doing in the name of Matthew? <laughs> like, what if you knew who I was and I just didn't know who you were and you were just out here wild? Are you out here catch- catfishing people saying you're Cameron Bremner? <laughs> in actuality, you're the evil... You're the evil version. The evil version of yourself. Yes. Bamron Kremner has been Bamron. personified. <laughs> Gosh dang. Oh, man. Bamron Kremner. I haven't heard that name in a while. <laughs> it's been retired. It's been retired for a few years until you just brought it up. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was at a commission. <laughs> it is, wow. you know, but I mean, for comedic purposes, we had to bring it back just for a minute. <laughs> oh god, I had some other good nicknames. Cam, well, nah, I'm not even gonna say it. Never oh, mind. that's right. <laughs> yeah, you oh. know the word that fo- you know the word that followed, but yeah. <sighs> good times. Remember? Oh, never mind. We don't need to go into that. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, Americans just know um, we've had some incredibly silly, wild moments in which nicknames were formed that were quite legendary. Like your current one, Cringy Boy East. Oh, my God. Cringy Boy East. I don't even remember why you decided to name me Cringy Boy East. I don't know why either. It just came. Like, that's the thing with nicknames. You don't decide. They, like, decide for you. They just, they choose you. (laughs) You saw Cringy Boy, he's just floating in the cosmos and said, yes, you. It's perfect. You. It's perfect. Come to me, Cringy Boy. <laughs> I will attach this to Matthew forever for no reason. <laughs> well, it works. 
Except for when I'm like looking for you in my phone, and then I forget <laughs> that I like nicknamed you Cringy Boy East, and I'm like, <laughs> I type in Matt, and I'm like, oh wait, dang it, delete, delete. <laughs> like, yeah, oh, it's cringy boys. That happens to me all the time. <laughs> Eli's uh, saved in my so I have two contacts for Eli, but it's the same number. It's because of my old phone. Um, on this phone, I initially put him in as brother chaps, but it, on my old phone, when my contact synced over, I had him as Eli TMZ Chapman because <laughs> he be gossiping. <laughs> and so i'll go on my phone and type in eli chapman and nothing will pop up and i'll realize oh wait hold on nicknames yes yeah that's tough (laughs) first world problems first world problems speaking of nicknames What's up, everybody? Welcome to another exciting episode of Black Blue. I'm your guy, Matt, from the East, and with me, as always... It's your boy, Cam, from the West, and we back at it again. Yes, sir. Welcome to episode one of season two. Go ahead and smash that like button. Subscribe. Bangers, bangers, bangers. We out here. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Black Blue, season two. Yes, this is the first episode of season two. So we took a little break. We took a one-week break and went back to the drawing board. And here we are with season two. So last time on Black Blue, Brother Cam and Matt from the East had Sister Raquela on an exciting, enthralling, informative episode where we talked about she's pretty for a black girl. Did you listen? If so... Please leave your comments under the most recent picture. Thank you. And hit that like and subscribe button and come back for more content every week. (laughs) That's right. Every Friday around noon, we're talking about Apple, Spotify, Google, and all those other places you listen to podcasts at. We out here. We out here. We got reviews officially on Apple and everything. So, by the way, go ahead and, you know... Rate the podcast after you listen. We'd love to hear some feedback. Speaking of feedback, Brother Cam doesn't have any headphones right now, so that's why you hear feedback. So don't like give us zero stars for that. We're working on that, I promise. Yeah, it might only be on your end because I don't hear it on my end, which is weird. So hopefully it's not there as we go back and edit the podcast. <laughs> hopefully not. And if it's on my end, then I will buy new headphones. But um, we shall see. But we'll make it through this time. Make it through just the difficult times until we get some real equipment. Because right now we're just recording from our phones. But it'll get better, y'all. We just trying oh, to get better. Oh, we're yeah. just trying to get better every episode. So let's do the thing. Coolio. So today's episode is titled, <laughs> But It's Who I Am. But it's who I am. Care to explain, Matt? You know, Brother Ken, actually, I care deeply about explaining. Uh, this is a matter that's affected many people in my life. Me, not quite as much, but out of my life, absolutely. <laughs> this episode is about hair in the workplace. Not just any old hair, though. I'm not talking about 2A hair. I'm not talking about 2B hair. I'm talking like... 
4C, 4B, 4A, maybe even 3C. Those are all curl patterns, right? Ranging from like super tight curls, such as my hair, or looser curls. And pretty much what this episode for you guys around is how within the workplace, natural hair, people who have naturally curly hair, how their hair can be deemed as unprofessional before. Um, so my question to you, Brother Cam, as we put on our scuba deer and deep dive into this, <laughs> as we deep dive into this, <laughs> mm-hmm. is have you ever come across an interaction or heard anyone speaking of an experience they had to where they had to change their hair or they felt like they had to do something to, you know, come off as appropriate for workplace? Um, I feel like I've experienced it in a way, you know, like just like having my hair longer, you know, and like, I don't, I guess just like growing up, my dad always used to make me cut my hair like pretty short. Um, but I think like him knowing like black people are judged for their hair. <laughs> so um, I felt like my hair always had to be shorter. Like I did have like, not dread. I had like the start, like starting dreads, like probably mm. the end of my senior year. They started packs. Yeah, but they had to go when it came to like finding a job. Right. You know, which is, it's like the societal thing of like, this is how you have to look. And like dreads in the workplace, like, I don't know. At the time, it was deemed definitely societal, like, unacceptable societally i guess mm. that so that's what i think of what about you matt have you had any experiences with your hair or other heard any other stories yeah i've heard a lot of stories and i know quite a few people who have experienced workplace discrimination because of their natural hair that naturally goes out of their black head um me personally I like to keep my hair short, um, so I haven't personally experienced that. But I grew up around quite a few black women. I have a sister and my mom, and they actually always had their hair permed. They didn't wear it natural too often. Um, outside of them, though, I've definitely had some conversations with friends, you know, who. I felt like they had to straighten their hair to be accepted in white spaces, to be accepted in corporate spaces by trying to subject themselves to European beauty standards because they deem natural white hair as fine, but natural black hair will prevent you from receiving a job. Um, I actually have a homegirl who has really big natural hair. Hers is very, it's, it's, it's really big natural hair. It's like a huge afro. And she had come across the same people on two different interactions for a job opportunity. And the first time around, they did not want to do business with her because her hair was, they didn't say this outright, but her hair was in a big natural state. And she had straightened her hair um, a few weeks later, or about a month later, I want to say. And she came across them again. And they were like, oh, I don't even know why we didn't work with you before. We'd love to work with you, blah, blah, blah. You have a great look and X, Y, and Z and yada, yada, yada. And the only difference was is that her hair was straightened, you know? Mm. Uh, 
Yeah. And it's really sad, you know, that that stuff like that is something that a lot of black women have to deal with. I feel like black women maybe deal with that more than black men. I could be wrong, but um, I hear about it more so from black women. But I do know that locks are also deemed as unprofessional, you know, or just like dirty. Like, I think that's people's perceptions of dreadlocks. And that's like wrong. Take care of your dreads. Of course, they're dirty. You know, like you don't take care of just like your normal hair, of course, is dirty. But yeah. like that's something a perception that I feel like I've always seen is like, oh, dreadlocks, that's that's just dirty. <laughs> mm. And it's crazy because um I feel like the only reason people really say that is because dreadlocks or I'm sorry, not locks are uh immediately associated with black culture right it's very much a black hairstyle that a lot of people in the world have decided to adopt and wear for themselves whatever you're feeling about that may be or your feelings about that um but a lot of other people choose to wear those but i think that they're looked down upon because a lot of things pertaining to black culture and blackness in general i.e our hair you know are deemed as unacceptable and not good looking because it's not something that's natural for white people um mm. and i had to like take a step back and think about it and i was like okay so what this what you're really saying or what you're really showing me by telling me that me coming to the workplace with locks or with an afro or with bantu knots or whatever um it's just reminding me that beauty is very much taught what beautiful is is taught whether it's from black people or whether it's from white people hispanic people indian people samoan asian whatever beauty is taught today and we're taught that the looser your curl is in your hair the better and that's why um it's deemed as unprofessional and that's why people look at you a certain way if you you know, choose to wear your hair natural or they'll make it a big deal if you wear your hair natural, but it's not made a big deal when white people wear their hair natural, you know. That's what my that's what my research has shown me thus far. But um yeah. Yeah. I've kind of seen the same kind of thing and just makes me wonder like, okay, we see it, but how do we begin to like make change happen? Hmm. I think. Um, hmm. I think having more black people, having more. I mean, I, I think yes, having more black people, but also just having more people in general who are educated on the fact that natural hair on black people is not inferior to natural hair of white people or Hispanic people or anybody else who just has straight hair. And not only recognizing that, but making the necessary shifts within um, state legislation, laws, whatever, you know, so that it's not deemed as inferior or a punishable offense or something that could keep someone from getting hired. I think being able yeah. to take those steps could really mm. do something. What do you think? Yeah, it makes me think you kind of have to normalize it. You know, I think 
an example that comes to mind is like, if I'm white, I can go into any barbershop basically and they know how to cut my hair. If I'm black, I gotta call, I might have to call around the entire city to find out if cool. this place can like cut black hair. And I've had to do it before, even when I went to school, like in, in Southern Oregon. It's like, I, you got to call them before and be like, you guys know how to cut black hair? And sometimes they'll say yes, um, and they really don't. And Ooh. so if you don't know how to cut it, don't lie. Stop lying. Um, it's okay if you don't, but I think there should be an education um, on how to cut black hair. Come on now. Just saying, because I've had way too many bad haircuts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my way God. Way too many bad haircuts in the name of, oh, I can handle this. No. If you do not have the skill set, I would rather you admit to me you don't have the skill set than, oh, let me just let me just give it a try. You know? <laughs> no, no, you ain't. There, there ain't no you giving it a try with my hair. Let's give it a try on your, let me give it a try on your hair. Do y'all hear the passion in his voice? (laughs) This this really upsets me. I'm not going to lie. Like, it's happened way too many times in my life. Like, I cut my own hair. I cut my own hair now. Like, there's good barbers here in Portland. Um, And definitely barbers that I do trust. Um, But yeah i've just gotten to the point where i'm just like i'm just gonna cut my own hair it's hard definitely and i give props to the people who have tried to cut my hair and have messed up because i'm learning just how hard it is but at the same time i'm also realizing like there's people who just aren't careful yeah and that's that's what pisses me off like it's you can mess up your hair but as long as you're like pretty careful cutting your own hair, it's like you can't really mess it up that bad. Normally, if it, if I mess it up, it's just like I just rushed it. You know, I was I was just trying to get to the next task instead of actually focusing on what I should be focused on. Right. So, like, I feel like a lot of it's just like kind of like a negligence. Like you're you just don't really you're just on you just want the paycheck. So. You yeah, took, you took this black guy and sat him down. Like, oh, let me just get my paycheck. I can, I can try and cut it. I maybe cut black hair once in my life. Um, yeah, sorry, this just pisses me off. No, no, oh, no. In all sense. more of this, more my of this. Gosh. We have a story to tell that we bonded on before <laughs> earlier in our friendship. But I just want to touch on something you said real quick on the negligence. First off, I should not have to convince you of the importance of my hair being natural and regular, like everybody else's hair goes out of their heads. My hair goes out of my natural black head, just as Susan's hair goes out of Susan's natural white head. Why does it need to be a huge thing in the workplace or even just when it comes to getting a haircut? If you're going to be a barber, you need to know how to cut all types of hair, all types of curl patterns, whether you got 2A, whether you got 4C, as a barber, you need to know how to cut each of these ranges of hair. Or just don't be a barber. Or just say you don't know how to do it and get someone else who does. Like, yes. stop, don't pretend. Like, yes. Because that's how you mess people up. Yeah. Like, <laughs> man, we got a story about that. Go ahead and tell the story, Cam. Oh, my goodness. All right. So we were in school and we both went to the same barber shop. 
um it was what's the place called it was called like flat, flat top. top flat top and yeah, like i had been i had been in there before and they like they did they did all right and then i went back this one time and they hella pushed back my hairline like i'd wear a hat at work i'd ask my manager for like the next couple of weeks, I'm like, can I wear a hat at work? I was working at a gym at the time, but I was so mad. I was so livid. And the work and the worst part, the worst part of it was, was the barber did not see that he did anything wrong. Like, are you are you kidding me? I'm like, I asked him. Like, I straight up asked him. Like, can you fix this? You know? And he's like, what? what what's there to fix? What do you? Do you, see, do you not see what I'm seeing? You know I did not come in here with my hairline starting behind my Yeah, eye, you know my you know my hairline is not right there. And <laughs> it's like it, was, like it was so upsetting because like he just couldn't admit that he had messed up. And like I'd be cool with that place. Like I'm I can handle a mistake. You know, I can handle when people make mistakes. It's just frustrating when you don't own it. You know, like mm. like I had no problem. Like if he was like, man, I actually I messed this up. He was honest. Like, yeah, I've never really done this before. Like, just tell me the truth instead of pretending, you know? And so that's what really pissed me off. And I never went back to that place again. Um, but Matt has a story too about that place. Oh, man. So I'm, I'm having flashbacks. Oh, oh. Okay. Your the hairline gives is me hurting right now. My hairline is aching right now. Just thinking about it. <laughs> oh, poor hairline. It's okay. Never again. Never again. <laughs> We've learned. We've learned. We've learned, yes. <laughs> we have several questions to ask each and every barber before getting a haircut, which is wild that we have to do so, but it's a whole thing. Okay. Or just get a referral. Like, that's the key. Like, I don't even go to barber shops unless, like, I got a referral from a friend. And, mm. I, saw their, and I saw their haircut <laughs> first. Right. The referral system is the best way. Yeah. So. Whenever, but, whenever uh, one of my homeboys who's not white says, yo, this barber's fire, I got to ask him, do they cut black hair? And have you seen these said black people's haircuts after the fact? And was it good? I always have to ask that. Story time. <laughs> So, the year, it's the year of our Lord, 2014. Well, no, 2015, I'm sorry. It's the year of our Lord, 2015. Um, it's the fall time. Maybe early winter. Um, I'm looking for a barbershop in Ashland. This is a small town, mind you. Ashland has like 12,000, 13,000 people, right? There's one barbershop in the city. I'm thinking to myself, okay, well, this is before I met Brother Cam, actually. Or no, no, we had met, but we weren't, like, good friends at this point yet. We were, like, cool. Um, I hit up this barbershop. The athletic director suggested I hit up this barbershop. I show up one day. He's inside the barbershop sitting there. He's like, oh, hey, man, good to see you. I was like, oh, what's up, man? I'm just getting the haircut. I was like, oh, for sure. Like, they're great. They're going to hook you up. This is my guy right here. They got you. Oh, okay, bet, for sure. Starts talking about me to people in the barbershop. He's like, oh, starts gassing me up a little bit. Like, oh, this is Matt from the, this is Matthew. Yeah, I was say, this is Matthew East. This is Matthew East. He's X, Y, and Z. He's on the track team, blah, blah, blah. 
oh yeah, I saw you in the newspaper. Everybody got me feeling good. I'm smiling. I'm thinking, oh wow, everybody here knows me. I'm knowing these people. This is cool. <laughs> Sitting in the chair, getting a haircut. Um, after having received the same haircut for years, you know when something feels off. When the barber, like, when they're, when they're lining you up and you just feel them just pause and just take a step back and just look at you. And they keep grabbing your head in the same spot and just looking at you. At that point, my ancestors told me, Matthew, something is wrong here. And I was like, <laughs> hmm, maybe you guys are onto something. Barber spins me around. He looks in the mirror. I'm thinking to myself, oh, goodness gracious, what did this man just do? But I was like, you know what? He's not done. Maybe he just needs to fix it. I'm going to just, I'm going to... I'm going to give him a chance. Then this man puts scissors to my head. I have short hair. I have short hair. Why are you putting scissors to my head? He starts using scissors before he even starts doing anything to like actually cut my hair off with clippers at all. I start praying. I was like, Lord Jesus, I don't want to get to flipping tables and swinging on somebody. The athletic director is right here. These people are, you know, all fans or whatever of the track team. Help me keep it together, guy. The man finishes my hair. He turns me around. I kid you not. My hairline is pushed back an inch, a full inch on each side. <laughs> and he pushed it back an inch and just went straight down. I literally got in the chair when I first got there and I said, just give me a one. And just line up my hair. And when I said line up my hair initially, this is where the first red flag was when I should have just got up and left. He said, what do you mean by line you up? What is that? Oh, mean? no, that's that's the number one question you ask when you go in. Bro. From the get-go, can I can you line can you line me up? And then they no. Oh man. But the cam, I'm getting I'm getting upset just thinking about it and telling the story right now. I'm rubbing my knees, I'm rubbing my knees. Oh man. Gosh. He said, What he said, what do you mean line you up? And I was oh. thinking, oh, Lord, have mercy. Okay, maybe he's accustomed to some different terminology. It hurts. And so it I hurts. literally had to spoon feed him what it meant, meant to line somebody up. At this moment, I realized, oh, he don't know what he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yes, long story short, I had to wear a beanie for three months. Should have hopped right out of the chair when he told you, when he told you he didn't know how to line you up. Man, right I should out. have. Should have hopped right out. I really needed a haircut, but I was, I was literally thinking to myself, it's not difficult. You're a barber. You have liners right there. All you have to do, and I'd explain to them, all you have to do is just follow my natural hairline. Don't do anything special. Don't do any fancy tricks. I don't need you to ring any bells, whistles, nothing. Just follow my hairline and just clean it up a little bit. I can take my little goatee trimmers at the house at the time and just fix it if I need to, but just line it up and give me a one. This man did a terrible job. I wanted to burn the place down. <laughs> absolutely after, after the fact i was very tempted i was like you know what you no longer need to have a business we, <laughs> we low-key used to talk about it too man we, we cam <laughs> and i were we were so mad we were so angry at the time yes. like i was like uh i'm gonna throw a brick through that window yes! <laughs> <laughs> like we were so mad i was i was so mad but oh my God. thank goodness like <laughs> The Lord had taught me self-restraint and some self-control. Absolutely. I'm glad I did not throw a brick through that window because, like, all of me was saying, Cam, I want to throw a brick through this window so bad yeah. now. <laughs> so yeah. You're going to need bars in your windows after this. Yeah, y'all need to go out of business after this. Yeah. It's funny because Brother Cam and I are um, 
for the most part, we tried to be composed and intentional people. But man, we were egging each other on with that idea. Definitely. <laughs> I, I'm, not, I'm not an aggressive person, but like, I, and then all the, it, it'll eventually come out. But yep. yeah. I was it's like, like man, it takes a lot to make me mad. And it takes a lot to make Matt mad too. Yeah. But that was. <laughs> <laughs> get that us mad it. together at the same thing oh man it's a comedic oh, free-for-all right <laughs> it was like schemes schemes of how to take out this barbershop and, <laughs> and, and ruin their ruin the career of the barber in there <laughs> which i feel like we just went to ricky one of our homies cut hair and oh, yeah. everybody just went to ricky instead of flat top so yes. I'm glad we gave Ricky the business and yes. didn't do anything crazy to flat top. Shout so, out to Ricky. I literally out. told every person I knew, don't go to flat top. Hit up my boy Ricky. I'll give you his number. I'll ask him if he's available, whatever. Go to him. He can cut hair. These people, they need to be cutting dog hair because that's clearly all they can do. <laughs> yeah. No lineup necessary. Just scissors to the head. Yeah, I just don't understand. Like how I went in there one time, they did they did fine the first time, but then the second time, I think I got a different person. That's probably why. I know I why. Know. The it Lord was, was guiding that man's hands. Clearly, I don't even know. Uh, still makes you mad. It does. I just, I just got riled. <laughs> I just got riled up, and I need to go to bed soon. Uh, <laughs> so I just got riled up thinking about it again. It does. That's me, no lie. That is hilarious. Gosh. Oh, man. Well, let's see here. Oh, last thing on the docket. We briefly talked about it in the season one finale with Sister Raquela, which is such an exciting episode. If you haven't checked it out, go ahead and check it out, by the way. But why does it matter if I have a wig or a weave instead of natural hair? Why? Hmm. What is what business is it of yours to question me if I choose to purchase a weave or a wig and put it in my head? Just mind your business. It literally has nothing to do with you whatsoever. But for whatever reason, everybody and their mama chooses to have opinion about black women when they want to have a weave or a wig on. Whether yeah. they're bald underneath. And a lot of times they're not. But whether they're bald underneath or they have a huge amount of hair, it does not matter. But for whatever reason, people feel like it's necessary to attack and demonize and judge for that. And it blows my mind as to how they feel so entitled to do so. I don't get it. Yeah. Why do you think that is? Like, why is there that judgment? Um... I, I I don't know. I, I feel like it could be. A, I feel. I definitely think it could be a few different things. But the only thing that can come to mind is that in media and just in life, for whatever reason, it's been somewhat normalized to attack black women and attack black men. Um, I personally, from what I've seen, I strongly believe that black women are attacked more than black men, for sure. But um, and I think because it's been normalized to do so, and eat black men will do this as well. Don't get me wrong, 
I've seen plenty of black men. Oh, that's not even her real hair. That's a wig. That's a wig. Blah blah blah. Whatever. Just as many black men as maybe more black men I've seen actually attack black women on their hair than white people or people of other race. But um, why is that? Uh, I, it, maybe it's just such. It's it's just the ridiculous highlight of European beauty standards. Not realizing that a lot of people who naturally adhere to European beauty standards wear weaves and wigs as well. But for them, they don't say anything about it. I don't understand why it's just so popular to attack black women when a lot of people do this. I I really don't know why people do it, but yeah. it grinds my gears quite a bit. Yeah. Well, maybe that's also a good question for the audience as well. Like, why do hmm. you think like black women's hair is so attacked in society i'm curious to know people's responses so because yeah. i don't know i don't know either nothing really comes to mind um so i probably have to do a little bit of a little bit of research but yeah i think it's something we can grow learn understand and educate we can invest yeah yeah and Cause I don't know a lot about it, so let's let's grow, let's learn, let's yeah. educate and understand together. Let's absolutely do that. Let's let's reflect within ourselves. Let's let's do the glue portion of black glue. Let's learn and understand and educate ourselves. Why is it that I feel the need to, whenever I look at a black woman, to see if that's a wig or not? Why is it that I need to ask or antagonize about the authenticity of their hair growing from their head and eye. And why does it matter? You know? Mm. Interesting. Yeah. True. Actually, I have um, a couple of homeboys that I spent a lot of time with when I was living in Oregon. And they used to do that all the time. It used to irritate my soul. Like, I used to fight them on this on a weekly basis. Um. And sometimes all it takes really is just speaking up for what's right, you know? Sometimes when someone's idea is never challenged, they won't see the need to change, you know? And so maybe you guys have like people within your friend group or that you are around on somewhat a regular basis, whether it's a coworker or a friend, and you hear them saying these things, maybe their idea has never been challenged as to why they think those things. And so I know, at least from what I've seen, Either they just decided to stop talking about it around me or their minds have changed. It seems like their minds about to have changed. But um, I would like to encourage you guys also, you know, to, to introduce the opportunity to really delve into those thoughts as to why we think that, you know? Hmm. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Well, y'all, I think this is about the time we wrapped up. So, and. Wrap it up like a condom. Gosh, thank it. <laughs> uh, but thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Black Glue and our shenanigans. Um, once again, this episode was fun. I enjoyed it. I hope you guys enjoy it as well. Um, Matt, any closing comments? Um, closing comments. Let's see. I would just want to say thank you guys for rocking with us for a whole first season and welcome to season two. You're going to see some dramatic shifts in quality in season two. I know towards the end of season one, we definitely started improving with the audio quality. Um, I'm definitely getting some bars on my editing skills. Just thought I'd throw that out there. If you didn't hear the last episode, listen to it. You can see what I'm talking about. But 
we are gradually improving. And I just thank you guys for rocking with us and giving us the feedback. Otis, be quiet. Sorry, Otis out here trying to join the podcast. But, uh, <laughs> I'm so thankful for you guys. And I love being able to make this content. And so please stay tuned for next Friday or for Friday uh, at noon. Every Friday at noon, we drop. And we're going to have something exciting for you the following and the following and the following. And that's all we got for you guys. All right, y'all. It's been real. Peace. Peace.